try it. I've decided that intros are overrated because last time I did like, the same intro that I do for the coaches show. So and nobody liked that. From from here, I didn't like it. So what was wrong with the intro? I thought it was nice. It just it was just like hi everybody and welcome to this episode of the Players Lounge. And well, I'm you not kind of have it. to do that, don't you? No. This, um, we're already. This is it right now. We're started. This is the players' well, lounge. This we, is we don't even get started. an intro. We just we go right go. into well, it. Well, I was gonna. We're gonna go around and introduce everybody. This is episode two of the players' lounge. My name is Dylan Clark, and we'll start with. To my left is Joe Cangelosi. Joe, how you doing? Uh, that's a that's a loaded question, but I I think I'm doing good. <laughs> it's not a loaded question. <laughs> it's 100 percent a loaded question. Right. But oh, thanks for having me again. It's so glad to have you here, Nick Modica. How are you? Happy to be here in another uh, episode with you. Wait, I was going to say, are you happy to be filming slash recording something with me for the second time in 24 hours? Yeah, it's been a lot. Hopefully, I'll get a break from you in the next couple of days. Yeah. Here. Well, I it wasn't my idea to have you on, so and all of a sudden, well, we'll get into that. That kind of hurts. We it wasn't. It's not that I'm against it, but just like today. Because you did the coaches show yesterday. Yeah. It's a lot of mo. We can get into that in a second, but our third guest, perhaps the most important, I would say. <laughs> that's not really that's I don't think that's a knock really against anyone else. Gus Ford joins the program. Gus, welcome to the players' lounge. Hey, how's it going? Congratulations on setting the record. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I guess we could maybe start there because that was something we talked about a little bit on the coaches show. You are now the leader, you hold the record for goals in a single season in a Thunderbird uniform. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't really know, uh, who is it, Salak that had the record before? Yeah. 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 I don't really know him at all, really, these guys do, um, but uh, from what I heard, he's a good player, and I mean, I'm just, I'm happy to get the record, but I'm just looking forward to keep winning with he's, the boys. He's and being very humble right now, this guy's going to put up at least 40 this year, so <laughs> nobody's going to break this record anymore. Garrett, Garrett was, uh, he was giving it to me, he said, do you have a goal call ready for 40 gets 40? I, and I honestly didn't, but, I'm, I but now I do. Oh, you have the goal call. I don't have anything for that. But well, You don't call the games. I know that, but, like, you just said you have the goal call. No, he, no that's, that was okay. Garrett talking to okay. me. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a tough start there, Don. Yeah, I think it's a tough minus start. Minus two. Minus two? Yep. Yeah. Why minus two? Well, you didn't even intro us. So. Oh, we did. We did a slightly different intro. Okay. Okay. It's an alternate intro. You didn't even tell us where we're at, by the way. We are at STEM right now. On four- well, Joe, I'll let you tell, tell the people about where we're at right now. Dylan, you're the voice for us. I know. I figured you have... Okay, well, we're at STEM uh, Beverage and Supply. We're on 4th Street right now. Thanks to lovely uh, owners Kim for letting us in today. You know, they also own Second and Green. Big <laughs> sponsor with John. Um, but other than that, I mean, I really wanted to talk about, you know, this weekend... Uh, how the trip was and all that stuff. So I don't I know why you're you're weekend. you're making me deflect and uh, come up with different stuff. I'm not making you deflect. I, I just I figured we we could hear from you a little bit more. I don't think people more really want to listen to me. I don't have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> he said on a podcast. Uh, he is I, not. That, that, listen. That also, listen. that nobody also realizes that I'm helping you co-host. By the way. Well, now they know. That, well, now they know. That, that was, that was they humble. Uh, yeah. Joe is not a man of many words, so I'm don't actually just a can't puppet. force him into every every game I've ever called. Joe's just in my ear, telling me what to say the whole time. <laughs> I, I heard that he does get upset when he hears your calls and picks a couple things out here and there. Yeah, some creative, I, I some did constructive criticism. I did do that in the beginning of the year. I did go back and watch the games, and I I did give you my my notes. Oh really? Yeah. I just remember you were mad at me because you thought I outed you 
No, no, I got mad because you were talking about injuries. You were that is. I did you, say that Cody had like a broken knuckle or something at the beginning of the season, and he just comes over. He goes, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, he's like, "Do not talk about player <laughs> injuries whatsoever. Any specifics, which drives me nuts." I learned that lesson. Sorry, quickly. no one listens to Dylan anyway. So yeah, no other team so, will know about the injuries anyway. <laughs> I'm the one who was outing Dylan on the one because he chirped me at the end of the game when I won. That, that, when I got first star, he chirped me and said, "I didn't. Chirping. I didn't deserve first star." That's and not what I said. So yeah, this is what no, happens. That's what I happens. say something. I watched you guys. Just take again. it and bend it. What I said was Gus Ford had a phenomenal game, but I don't even remember which game it was. Polly made a ton of Polly had an awesome game. And so I said I, I yeah. said I thought Chris Pollen had perhaps the best performance of the night. And then Gus comes up to me afterward, he's like, Why are you chirping me on the broadcast? <laughs> I think you should uh stay in your realm of broadcasting. I, I am. I'll wrestle you again, buddy. I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so tired. Speaking of which so tired I of think it. I think uh the rivalries that we have in this locker room are amazing. Oh, Dylan, awesome. yeah, Dylan and, and Mo, Dylan and everyone. Yep. Dawson Baker and Ford. Those. That's another one. Clayner, Dawson Baker and everyone. Clayner, Clayner, Clayner. He's got a couple of rivalries in the locker yeah, room. It's, yeah. well, it's always fun that. watching him. Yeah, locker room is uh is great right now. Great time of the year to have some boots and schnapp. Yeah. they go at it. That is a boots good one. and schnapp and bakes. Good. They go at it. So basically, you you and Bakes are good to watch, though. That's, yeah, that's because well, I don't back morning. down from everyone else. Backs yeah. down from. I, I thought I'm not backing oh, oh, down. Tommy, do you have something to add? Tommy Cardinals here as well. I just think it's Bakes against everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bakes against the world. Tom, Tommy's good for one cameo every episode, and he's yep. gotten his in. But I honestly, I thought at the beginning of the year, like when you guys first came, in, I thought you and Bakes knew each other for like a really long time. Just I, the no. way you guys went after it right away. I'm like, no, oh, they're old friends. No idea who that kid was. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't hang out with him. I wouldn't hang out with him in a normal day. I still, I I still have don't know to. who he is. I have to. <laughs> Meanwhile, we just came from brunch if with I him see, too. If I, I don't see the to. back just, of Baker's I drive jersey. everywhere. I drive I don't know everywhere. Who he is. <laughs> You're the chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll use Bakes as a, as a segue um, to get kind of back to the weekend uh, overtime winner for Dawson Baker yep. on. Sunday yeah. afternoon. Stole the puck from me. Stole the puck. <laughs> Whatever. I, somebody else said that. I didn't realize that on the play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure happened. Coach said that too. Did he actually steal the puck from me? So that no. It's your... just I was like right. I was like at the top of the circles, and I was like coming, like skating into it. And Bootsy looked right at me. Me and him like locked eyes, and he passed. He looked. He was passing right to me, and Bakes just stepped right in front of me and took the puck, and he like he scored. So I didn't really care, but it was just funny. It was funny at the time. But it just. I mean. There's no normal road trip. Is that safe to say? There's no such thing as a normal no. road trip. Oh no, we haven't had one of those in a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every road trip, something something's going on. Yeah, over oh, sure. with so, the buses, and then this Danbury trip, or like going to Danbury first, and then yeah. not being able to play, and then going to Delaware. That was just a big mix-up. So, so I mean, I've asked a couple of people about it, but just again, I've never been a player in this league, so I don't know. When you approach a four-in-four on the road that's split between two cities. Is that like a bigger challenge or are you guys just like, whatever, we'll show up, we'll play four games, it doesn't matter? Um, well, the way I see it is like we, we had like a decent like plan for like what we were going to do because we started out in Danbury and, you know, Danbury was, Danbury obviously all that stuff happened, but our plan was like we'd go to Danbury, play the game, go back to the hotel in Danbury, sleep there, wake up and then drive the four or five hours, whatever, to Delaware and then get ready for the game in Delaware, which I think was the right plan anyways. Um, but like having the Danbury debacle kind of messed it all up. Not messed it all up, but we didn't get to play that game. So, right. But I think we did a good job planning everything this weekend, and it all went well, except for our trip through the Bronx. That was that wasn't it. We got to see some nice sights. I will you say, check out, we, you got to check out my city. We did. That was <laughs> best, uh, How did that even get started? The best just, city in the world. We we would drive past any 
anything that was even remotely close to a landmark. And hey, Dylan, do you see that over there? That's such and such. <laughs> well, you know, I'm proud from where I come from. And well, you should. There's be not first. really a lot of tall buildings around these parts, so they get me excited. That's true. Taking the trip up north and see I, some uh, stuff that I'm used to seeing. What was that little? What was that little town that I pretended to think was Manhattan? Do you know what I'm talking? It was because the Merrimack. Yeah, it's yeah. just not even in New York City. Because we ended up, we ended up getting. We ended up in a suburb. In a suburb, oh, I know. Well, we ended like, up over there. Uh, I know. This is New oh, York I City. Know. Please don't uh, know. Yeah, I made oh, a joke. And we were Mo in the Maranac, man. Like outside of New York City, and Dylan's like, "Ah, we're in Manhattan." We were like taking, I'm like, we were taking the bus. We were going back. We were heading to Delaware, and we we're supposed to be there in like four and a half hours. And then, sure enough, out of nowhere, we ended up like in the Bronx. Oh, uh, we were. Like, we were uh, in you know like we were, we were downtown, past, like in subdivisions. We drove directly on the street right in front of Teterboro Airport. That's how. That's how backwards we were. Yep. We drove right past Teterboro. Instead of four hours, it took us six hours. GPS wasn't working. What's going? Yeah, what's going something, on? well, you got to select like different things. So for it to I, avoid. I didn't it's out. I didn't a- out this person before, but the word is that we got a new bus GPS, like a trucking GPS. Oh. And our media guy was supposed to calibrate <laughs> that and, and set it up, <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't Man, really know that, where we go guy. from there. May I? Can I, can yes, I, can I ju- yeah, 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 well, it was supposed to come ready out of the box, so there really wasn't anything for me to calibrate. And I did. I messed with it for a good, like, 20 minutes. I didn't realize that. That's why uh, I got lost. No, that was just, I figured it out on the way up there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Dylan's fault. I just, you know, when there's no one to blame, it's, you blame he's kind of the guy. Yeah, that's fine. You know, it's, uh, it, you know, it takes a special kind of person to be that, be that willing to take yeah. that blame. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. No problem. Um, but, yeah, no, it's you okay. did not. Just be better. Oh, yeah. That's that's the last. Even in, in things that you can't control, just be better. Just at be it. better. That, seriously, the first thing the first thing Mo said when I got off the phone uh, with one of the guys from Danbury, their broadcaster, and I told everyone that uh, we weren't playing on the main sheet that night. He goes, Dylan, and I, and I like that he qualified it too. Like he was nice to begin. He's like, Dylan, I know this isn't your fault, but. Part of me just blames this entirely on you, and I'm so angry at you right now. Uh, listen, I was pissed, and Dylan was in the crosshairs, and somehow it was reasonable for me to think that he had something to do with it. So, But like that ice, we couldn't even play on that oh, ice. I was, it was so it, bad. I was shocked that we even got the first period off the... like when we Garrett and I went on the ice to check it out after warm-ups. It seemed like the consensus was from the referee that we would not be playing the game at all. Just because it was such a, a safety hazard. Yeah, it was... I, like we couldn't really explain it well, or like obviously we don't have a video of it, but it was horrible the condition of that corner. Like, and it was for about a six foot stretch. Oh yeah, maybe two feet bad. out from the boards. It was like a like a slope into the boards. I was shocked that we even played the first. They were trying to like build it up with slush. They and did then, do a good job. And then even as soon as someone skated through it or a puck went over it, you could just tell it was bad. Yeah. And like well, not even slush. that when they when they zambonied oh, after the first yeah. period, all the hot water and yeah. stuff. And yeah. it just, it was one of those nights, it's did like... Did they know what caused that? Like, why did that happen? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Is something so, wrong so with the building? So the word is that, that that rink's always had that by the Zamdor, but they don't really play too many games on it. So guys just deal with it for practice and stuff, and then they typically don't patch it, is from my understanding from what the rink guy had said. Well, it's such a, it's such a hop to get up there, because I don't know if you guys could see it, but it's like, it looks like a three or four inch difference, um, ice level oh, to yeah. off ice. So the Zamboni's got to hop up there. I've never seen a Zamboni do a wheelie, but I saw that on Thursday. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even joking. When he he had to like back it off the ice and it tipped up. If it didn't yeah. have the the pad or whatever the blade in the back, it would have like flipped backwards. It's, yeah. it's odd that the ice is like that because typically like when you have the um, the pipes that free that freeze the ice that are underneath the ice, usually that's at least like ground level. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really know like 
maybe that gap has I something know. to do with it. And it's like every ring's different, and there's so much that we don't know about it. And you know, I'm no ice making expert. We might need to have Paul on here at some point. Um, but it, it did seem like it did seem like there was. A lot I love of Paul. I've known Paul for five years now. But today he really pissed me off because he walked out onto the middle of the ice and blew his whistle at us yeah. before practice was done. So you know what, Paul? Please don't do that anymore. <laughs> Wait, what, what time was it? This was this morning. Was that like, was like, our this? practice, like we literally were just like we were we were close to finishing our practice. We were still on the ice, so we were still doing stuff. And Paul just like walked out. Blew his whistle twice. Okay, so there's there's and a back like, ah, there's there's a back I story. I got a better story though. I was just la- I was out there laughing. I got a better Paul story from today. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. I, I, I want to hear the Paul story from Mo today, first. and I'll go do the backstory <laughs> about why I got so mad. So the, Paul comes out. He does this whole thing on the ice. The boys are frazzled. Then, <laughs> so we're at, I, I come out of the locker room after practice, and it's just like loud in the rink, which is super odd. You know, like there's nobody there, right? Okay. And I'm hearing this sound. I'm like. What's going on here? Walking around by the Zamboni, couldn't figure it out. And it sounds like like there's an airplane in the building. Like I couldn't I can't even describe the sound. I look over in the corner and Coach Paul has got like an Elon Musk yeah. flamethrower <laughs> just blow torching like the ground. <laughs> but the but, but the Zam door is open, so I'm watching like the ice start to melt. I'm like, oh my god. What <laughs> he's trying to reenact well, the Danbury situation <laughs> so we can be ready if that happens again. Yeah. Was, he's gotta be ready for it. <laughs> he's putting himself through drills. And this thing's got a whole propane tank hooked up that could well, yeah. blow well, no, fire for the I next know, twelve I hours. Think what happens is the ice gets so high there because that's where it all builds up when the Zam comes on and off. Yeah, so he's yeah. got to kind of blowtorch it down a little bit. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure there's like, a rhyme and reason to it. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm sure there's a better way to do that, like a tool or something, like a machine. Well, yeah, he's got the little no, like, like blowtorch. Like, sounds fire, like a fire sounds armor, easier. Yeah, it shaves down the ice. Fire sounds more fun. Was, sounds like I was more joking fun. when I said we need it, but maybe we do need to have him on just to explain all this, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, Paul, no. Paul would be good to get. But on. yeah, so most stories that he had a blowtorch. Joe, does your story involve a blowtorch? No, it involves a whistle again. Okay. So this goes back to my first year. Um, I think it might have been my first full week of practice. And it was same same thing. You know, practice kind of came to an end. And we're all just messing around, you know, working on individual stuff. And Paul comes out and he blows the whistle again at us to get off the ice. And Andre looked at him and started screaming at him, don't you ever fucking blow your whistle at my players ever again. So when Paul did it again today, it just oof, brought him flashbacks from five years ago. And I was like, Paul, please do not blow the whistle at the players. So that's what it was. I was not happy. With so you that. had a flashback today, basically. Yeah, I think, what do they call it, PTSD? Yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> that was just, this league will do this it This league will you. do that to you. It will sure. yeah. do it for you. This is year six. Oh, yeah, so, okay. I was, having it, I was having it after the eighth bus breakdown. I was well, having PTSD from the first one. <laughs> well, did you, um, I only remember like one play from the 20 minutes that were played in Danbury. I only remember the puck getting stuck in that corner one time because it was like I don't know it was like five or seven minutes into the period and then there was a huge scrum forward in the corner like it was there for a good 20 seconds kicking back and forth yeah. and I went oh boy like I thought that was going to be it right there but like did it because that, that was the only time you really interacted with it during play right well I feel like I feel like both teams knew about it obviously so they were try- we were trying to stay out of that corner as much <laughs> as possible because I mean I remember I was on a shift and the puck went around the boards to that spot 
And I was trying to get in front of one of the guys, and I got kind of like slew-footed by one of them. But the puck didn't get stuck in there. I was like, thank God I didn't have to go into that corner and get that puck. Because, like, I, I didn't even want to, like, step in there because I feel like I would have just, like, sank a bit in my skates because it was slush. Your new skates? Yeah, my that new, blade's my just new done. ones. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, like, I just tried to, just tried to stay away from that corner. But it's hard, it's hard on, in a game, though, too. If the puck goes there, you got to go get the puck. So, But I, that's, I that's, so. that's where the safety issue right. was coming but but the ice in delaware is better right that's what i've heard is like the guys like the, the ice i in like delaware. the ice in delaware yeah but it's like the rink is bad it's like small and it's a community rink but the ice is always really nice there and really like it's just hard ice and it's cold so like it's always stays nice but yeah i always liked the ice there Mo, you yeah. never got to play in delaware did you no no just uh just coach. coach yeah just coach. So ice looks good. Yeah, I've, n- I've never played. It's typically anywhere either. that's cold is good. Like Port has good ice. Port has good ice. Uh, usually, Columbus's yeah. ice by the second period is miserable to play yeah. on. Like you legit have like shit splints. I don't know how to this. Like it's slow and hot. Well, um, yeah. Like Columbus is kind of like when we played in in Biloxi. Yeah. Like there, there's always like one time where there's something happening and on the ice in Columbus or same as in Biloxi where they needed to bring the fire extinguisher out and fix the ice and all that so like yeah i like watertown's ice it's not bad yeah watertown's yeah, watertown good ice, good ice. Uh, but they're I, they're like a public rink too yeah. like but see the thing that like about watertown is i mean i played there my first year in the league but they when they fill up it feels mm-hmm. full mm-hmm. and even though it's only like 1200 people like once yeah. they get going it's 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 yep. a good crowd to play in front of yeah. they're a rowdy crowd too not oh, yeah. like and Dan, they're, not and like they're, danbury but they're and rowdy. the crazy part too about watertown is like the people in the stands behind you, they're like right on top yep. of you. Yep. So like you see them just giving it to you. Oh, yeah. You're coming back to the bench, you hear some <laughs> weird stuff too. You, you talk about the, the crowd in Danbury being rowdy. I was oh. a little, there was part of me that was a little bit nervous about the whole situation, just because I was at ice level and I was packed in with all these fans yep. and stuff. And like I watched the do- the Danbury documentary, so like I had kind of seen, I had kind of seen how rowdy they get. Yeah. I know I'm not welcome there. And <laughs> after... Somebody took a tripping penalty. I think Ojik took a tripping penalty, and it was a yep. it was a tripping penalty. Yep. So he skates over to the box, and there were these two guys that they were going to give it to the ref no matter what. So this one guy comes over and he stands right next to me, like I'm in the middle of doing my stuff. He stands right next to me and he just starts like screaming, like swearing at the ref <laughs> and stuff. And like I think he did it because he knew like, oh, this is Carolina's broadcaster. Yeah. He's on air right now, and I'm going to mess with him. So I just I turned like I kept calling, I kept calling the game, but I I just like I stared the guy down for a solid minute. And That's so he nails, left. man. He left. It was. It was. was. I know. Nails. I know you're being That's sarcastic, nails. but I'm not. It no, was nails. It was and the nails. guy left. Yeah, the guy left. I'm not being sarcastic. I swear to God. Start man. to piss me off. I'll tell him the secret to how I got you to tap out on a bus <laughs> ride this weekend. So, watch out, buddy. Oh no, go ahead. Tell tell, tell the secret. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna keep that in my back pocket oh, for okay. now. But boy, did I make you tap. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna stand up to that no. or withstand it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're Anyways. a pretty good wrestler. Uh, slippery. He beat Schnapp too. I, yeah, I took on the bus. On for, you grew up uh, wrestling, yeah. didn't you? No, not a wrestler. Just uh, just strong. Sc- yeah, just strong. scrappy. No, I guess some would say. Is your dad he knows wrestling? how to use his momentum. Yeah, my dad yeah. wrestled in college. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, he was a so D3 wrestler. in the jeans. Okay. Yeah. He's in the jeans. Yeah. I think I'd get him now, though. I don't know if my dad's got the, the stamina like he used to. So I'd like to, <laughs> if you're listening, buddy, I'll see you, <laughs> see you this summer, my man. I was going to say, after the season, we'll televise it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Modica versus Modica at center ice. Just a 10-rounder. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, but while we're keeping with Delaware, um, you guys locked up a playoff spot this weekend. Yep. And obviously, it's, it's a little bit different because, you know, six teams out of the 17 league make it. And, you know, if you guys grab third place, you get to pick an opponent. If you pick a top, if you grab a top two slot, you get a first round bye. So it just, I mean, for you guys who have been here before, how does it feel locked up a playoff spot in a more conventional year? And 40, you know, first year here, you guys are a, a playoff team. So yeah. whoever wants to go first, it's open. Uh, it's pretty much the standard to make the playoffs for this team. So it's, you know, business as usual. Um, obviously with the COVID year, that was a little off. Yeah, I'm going to keep my opinion about that one to myself. But, you know, the thing that you have to notice about the league this year is like, it doesn't matter where you land in the standings because a couple of weeks ago, we just took two or three from Watertown, the number one team in the, in the league. So, you know, it has nothing to do about like where you're sitting. It's just about like how the team is doing going into that time. So hopefully, uh, you know, we got four or five more weeks games. There's a 15 more games. This is the time where, you know, the team starts gelling and we're, we're motoring on. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who we're playing. We're just going to roll over anybody then. So, you know, that's what we have to work, work towards for the next, you know, three, four weeks. And I don't think we're going to have a problem. 40 was that? One of the reasons that you ended up coming here was because the, the the playoffs were the standard, and you that was you knew that that was kind of the culture when you got here. Yeah, I mean, like when I was deciding to come here, I knew Garrett obviously, but uh, he put me in contact with Bootsy, and Bootsy and me talked a little bit, and I obviously I knew Mo a little bit too from our time in Macon, so we talked a bit about that too. But um, Bootsy even told me that like it's I like forgot here. big SP guys across <laughs> the table. <laughs> yeah, Bootsy, Bootsy kind of told me like. Like this team is like we go to they go to the playoffs every year. Like I mean, from the beginning of the they started, they go to the playoffs every year. Um, and I mean that's kind of just like expected now. I mean our teams, we have a really solid team here. And I mean I didn't I didn't think we were ever in doubt of going to playoffs. I mean obviously it's hard to make playoffs in any league, um, but you know with the team we have, I think playoffs were just in- inevitable. And you know every year it should be you're working towards that and when I first got here that was the mantra in the room it's like we're playing to win we're not playing to tie or whatever we're playing to get to the playoffs we're playing to win in playoffs and you know that's that's what we're trying to do here so Joe mentioned um or taking two against three out of Watertown and that's just kind of the way it kind of speaks to I don't know, I guess the parody, because it's like sometimes, you know, that's the best team in the league, and they've been the best team in the league all season long. Yep. You guys take two out of three against them. And then, you know, you guys are playing Delaware this weekend, and uh, I don't think it's unfair to say that, you know, they gave a bit of trouble on, on Sunday. Yeah. And so it's just, it's what, what kind of happens there in between those two, and, and it just how does how do things stay that wide open, I guess? Well, the Delaware is like a, it's a weird, they're a weird team, because they, like, when we play them earlier in the year, like, I shouldn't say they were bad, but like they weren't they weren't like great, and we and you know we we played pretty good against them, and like we put up we we beat them pretty bad, but um, like this last weekend, you could tell that they have been starting to get better and getting a few more guys here and there, and their team's starting to get more solid, more solid. So, I mean, if you're looking at like comparing Delaware to Watertown, I would say like now there's not that much difference because Watertown is obviously they're getting better better and better too but Delaware's getting better too every every weekend so same with us same with every other team especially going into playoffs here every team's picking it up getting stronger and and uh yeah I mean there's not I don't think there's much difference now in the league especially like seeing the game on Sunday like they were beating us for a while and like and I wouldn't say we were having a bad game we were just weren't we weren't playing as tight as we normally do 
but uh, yeah, Delaware gave us a gave us a good weekend. Like it was every game was pretty close. So uh, that's the way I see it. What was uh, what was kind of the turning point in that Sunday game? Um, I, I, that's tough to say because I think going into that third period, I think a lot of the guys on our team we looked around the room. We didn't really we weren't like worried. It wasn't like we were never like oh shit we're in a tough game or not not a tough game but oh shit we're like we might lose this game it was all positive you know we we got this we can come back we can we can do this so i think probably like the first few shifts of the third where we went out and set the tone would probably be the the turning point i guess for that yeah. for that game plus well, it's the end of the trip too if you think about it like oh, yeah. all that travel and all the games like it wears yeah. down on you and i think too this upcoming week like it's going to be a little difficult because you just come we're pretty much essentially going to play seven and ten games yeah in, in ten days like or less yeah. than ten days technically it's like nine and a half yeah so yeah that people don't realize like yeah oh they're playing a game like well it's a it's physically demanding on the body yep. so like that's when like people start getting hurt after a long period of time like that but you know Oh, thank you, Tommy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna Tommy rattle I, I, on the yeah, table. Yeah, nice. Thanks. I appreciate the round. But like, like I said, moving forward, like I, I'm not worried about us as a team as long as like we we use this next 15 games to to sharpen up what we need to work on. Well, that was kind of the thing. Is you know, last time you guys played against Delaware. Um, and kind of swept the weekend there against them. You used that as a springboard, and you swept Columbus the weekend after that. So is that kind of the same feeling, like, you know, you're going to use this as a springboard into Port Huron this weekend, Columbus next Wednesday, and then Binghamton to end, uh, round out the month? Uh, I don't necessarily know if we view it as a springboard. I mean, obviously it's nice to, to start a little bit of a run and hopefully continue that through the end of playoffs, but kind of like Forty was alluding to there, uh, teams look a lot different now than they did in the beginning of the season, so I think it's hard to expect the same type of things that we did a couple weekends ago. So I wouldn't necessarily say a springboard, but the confidence is obviously good for us to get three wins under our belt last weekend and then hopefully just move on from that. But now more more than any time of the year, it's just a game-by-game -game basis. You're never really kind of looking too far ahead, like kind of how Garrett was talking about yesterday. So good for confidence, but yeah. <laughs> got Port here on he, tomorrow night, and that, that's kind of what the boys are focused on. He was not a fan that I asked about Binghamton last night, or yesterday. Uh, and I didn't know. Really, like, I didn't think anything of it. I just figured, I was like, it's uh, the end of the month. Yeah, Garrett's... Uh, well, is that how, like, is everybody like that? Like, most, most coaches and players are like, no, 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 we're not talking about next week, and we're talking about this week, and we're talking about today. Yeah, I mean, players for sure, really? you know, we're, okay. you know, uh, obviously we have that, that circled on, on the calendar. We're excited to see what kind of team they're going to look like and obviously go to their barn. I played in their barn in college, so at least I know a little bit of what, what it's going to be like. But, um, yeah, Garrett's, <laughs> Garrett's a just next game type of guy. So yeah. kind of like uh, it was a Bill Belichick always does that in his interviews. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's hard to ask him for a game that's not the next one. That's true. It, Joe, is that kind of how it is for you too? Like you're not you're not thinking two games. Like you're just thinking of the next one. Don't ask me about the rest of the schedule. Uh, unfortunately, with me, I think about everything at any given time. <laughs> Joe is so. a, Joe's a thinker, so he's got he's got everything circled yes, down. I, I got everything strategically mapped out in my mind. Um, it's a curse, honestly. You don't want to deal with that. I would like to be keep it more simple, where you're just worrying about each game. But you know, the older I got, I, I started worrying about more things and like the whole season as a whole and like stuff like looking at us working about the next 15 games and sharpening up and stuff like that. But I mean, realistically, like when it comes to game day, like you're sitting there in the locker room and you're just, you really are focusing just on what you're doing at the time. So it's not like, 
okay, I'm in the middle of a game. I'm thinking about next week. Like, yeah. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Once you're in the once you're in the moment, you're in the moment, and that's all you're really focused on. I always wondered, and I think a lot of fans would be interested to know too, like. Over the course of a game day, like obviously it's a long day, like you guys get up, you do morning skate, whether we're at home, on the road, there's travel involved, but like there's a certain point in time when you guys all get in the room together and like like does a flip, does a switch flip, like you guys are in it then, like your mentality changes all at once and like when is that during the day where you guys kind of get all into the same headspace and you get ready for the game, like that is the moment. Well, it's it's kind of, di- it's different for every player. Um, cause, like, I know some guys, they... They have their headphones on as soon as they get to the rink, and they just want to focus on the game like right away. And then I know some guys, like myself included, with this group that like just kind of likes to keep it light around the room, like before games. Like I'm not trying to think of everything I got to do out there as soon as I get to the rink. It's more me getting to the rink, like playing a little bit of sewer with the guys, stretching a bit, and then like once I start putting my gear on, that's usually when I start to lock in and start thinking about the game. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think some guys, you know, they get focused right, right away. And some guys like to get focused, like, like later on. But I think as a team, it's usually, like, usually everybody gets, like, focused in as a team when we do our uh, last meeting before we go out on the ice. And that's usually when we get focused, focused. Yeah. So, Port Huron tomorrow, um, if we are going to keep it to the next game, the most immediate thing, what's, what's standing out the most to them? What's on your mind? What's at the top of your mind for that? Nine points is my, what's on my mind right now. I mean, they they uh, they beat us back there in Port Huron like like what was it about two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah. Um, and I mean that just means we got to come out and beat them all three games here. I mean they they're a good team too. Um, you know they're they're fast, they're skilled, but I mean when we have our home fans, I think we're a pretty hard team to beat. So I think we just got to come out and play our game, and I think I think we'll be fine. Well, if you're done texting, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sorry, um, business. Oh, it's always business hours. You know? I, I bet, yeah. Uh, thoughts for this weekend. Um, I do not like Port Huron. <laughs> you know, you know. Elaborate. I, I think that our, our last game against them got a, got a little bit chippy, and I think we uh, threw away a couple points. So I think we own one or two this weekend. Uh, so it should be should be interesting. But yeah, not a big fan of those guys. Joe, anything? Anything to add? I, don't I really, wanna, hope, I I really to, hope the mic picked up that I, I, exhale. <laughs> I don't want to get the rumor mill going, but, uh, you know, might be back in the lineup this weekend. Who knows? Who, who might be back in the lineup this weekend? Me, so this will be interesting. Definitely not yep. me. Don't look over this direction. <laughs> so, uh, Where I'm counting the days to your back, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, Port Huron, they, like, like I said before, like any team can win at any given time, so like we're not taking them lightly. So, you know, it doesn't even really matter about them. Like as long as we come out with our game plan and we just execute what we need to do, We'll be fine. And I'm hoping to see the, the crowd this weekend, too. You know, I know tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be a fun day. I know we have a 7 o'clock game, but I would love to see a lot of people out there. And then we can all go party after. Isn't it Jay Kenny weekend, too? Jay Kenny, I heard, will be in town. That'll be Friday um, night. Friday? Are you sure? Everyone, I heard he's coming. I hear he's an Thursday. interesting guy. Everyone I haven't met on before. Well, he might show up early, but Jay Kenny night is, uh, is Friday. Don't forget to bid on Gus Ford's jersey. <laughs> yes, the uh, the St. Patrick's Day jersey. Thunderbirds goal-scoring leader. Are up on live source. Uh, you can bid on those. Uh, that's going to stay open until, I think, 8 o'clock on game day tomorrow night, and then it'll close. So that's probably, I don't know, first, second period, after the second period. Um, bid on those, and then we've got more jerseys coming, so more stuff to bid on. Uh, before we go... 
Unless anybody else has anything else to add. I have uh, a couple things to add. Oh, okay, go ahead. Go. No, go. No, we're, we're, we're going to thank it's closing we're, off. We're going to thank. No, we're going to thank some sponsors, and then you, there's more time. It's a podcast. We can go That's as long true. as we want. You're right. There's, there's, no, there's no time. Crunch. It's an hour. Um, <laughs> so before we go, thanks to our sponsors. Obviously, the fine folks at Two and G and STEM uh, for hosting us here this afternoon. Der, uh, Derber Greens, uh, Hubby for Hire, Newco Motors. Lucky Dog Graphics, Little Italy Pizza, and the Pine Tree Tavern. Thanks to all of you and everyone who has helped uh, Thunderbirds Hockey, Thunderbirds TV, uh, whatever Thunderbirds content um, you have been listening to and helping out with. We thank you very, very much for your help. And Mo, what did you have to add? Uh, are you uh, wheels or doors? Okay, I've heard, I've seen this. Oh, we're this doing is, this. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I should have known. I, okay, so wait, 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 hold on, hold actually, on. So Mo this. told me about this in the car the other day. Not in, it wasn't even the car. We were in the apartment, and I was sit, I was in the kitchen, and we were looking. I was looking around. And I was like, this is a very interesting question. I've it thought is. about it for a while. Uh, for you, those who you don't just know, added, one, you just added fifteen yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know the question, it goes some, somewhere along the lines of: Are there more doors or wheels in the world? And what qualifies for doors and wheels? Just, a door or a wheel. But you said be, even uh, in like drawers of the kitchen? Yeah, it's not specific to a car wheel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, any you know, wheel. drawers have wheels, and whoa, whoa, Hot whoa, Wheels whoa. has made a bajillion cars in the last, you know, five oh, years. Oh, oh, I didn't okay. think of that. I didn't think of that. So what are we uh, saying? Are we saying I wheels say or doors? Are say you doors? out of your no, mind? Because, okay, something like <laughs> cars, like they have to have doors. Like they've got wheels, they have to have doors. Are you talking okay, about apartment buildings? How many doors are in apartment buildings, Mo? How many wheels are in apartment buildings? Dude, wheels. How many doors? Wait, what? Four. What four, about like four any doors door? are on the road? Four doors that's for true. every car. Yeah, that's true, but for every car, there's, there's also four every, wheels. There's not four doors on every car. There's, okay. There are two doors and 18 wheelers. They got yeah. two doors and 18 no, wheels, my got, man. Well, technically, there's three five doors. doors oh, it could be four trunk. doors because the back's the back yeah, opens up there. Yeah, okay, but up. it's still 18 wheels. Yeah, and I looked, up, I looked this up. Uh, UPS and FedEx both did their own inventory. They got more wheels than doors in, in, in all of you know, did, their companies. They did an inventory? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty legit conversation here. Why do they have enough okay, time we to were, do that? that uh, we're getting a little crazy with this, I think. I feel like it should just be cars, like wheels on the car and doors in like a house or apartment or something like that, or like office. Well, Where's the fun like, If we're doing wheels, if doing wheels, you're talking like the... Like wheels that are in a drawer. You know what? Yeah, that counts. Wild. You ever see how things are like packaged and whatnot in uh, warehouses? Kind of. How the, you know, like the conveyor belts. Oh yeah. Like have oh, the, those the, are all the wheels. wheels. Oh. Technically, those are wheels. Wheels by a billion. And all those packages go through doors. Like the little, yeah. they've got like little sliders. Okay, so what about, way, what about like the little, like if they got, like, you know, the little plastic things that hang from the ceiling and port to go up to the, like the little plastic That's not dividers. A door. Is That's that not a, okay? Like or like. Like beads in a doorway? So, Does that count as a door? It's not a door. No, no, so, so what's what's your final verdict then? What are you saying? Doors or wheels? Doors. It's bananas. <laughs> okay, so Mo the way, says wheels. The way, the way Mo just explained it all, I'm gonna have to change. I was, got everyone was, on my side. Here. I was I'm, doors. I'm, I was doors. I think I'm wheels now. I was wheels before, and I think I'm sticking with wheels. Cardi, wheels or doors? I gotta go wheels. Ah. <laughs> so there it is. More ah. wheels. I'll dig in. I'm gonna stay with doors. That's fine. We you need that one crazy person. Yeah, or else we wouldn't have this discussion. Exactly. This would have been done two minutes ago. Everybody yeah, would have been like, right, So to summarize, um, <laughs> there are ice more problems, playoff doors. spot clinched, Guts, Gus set a record, and wheels and doors. Uh, Joe might be back in the lineup. Joe might be back in the yeah, lineup. Joe might be back. And, uh, and Mo is still killing uh, it. Yeah, Mo doesn't fight fair. Yep. Uh, I don't fight fair, and uh, <laughs> the best goalie coach in this league. <laughs> Aren't you the only goalie coach in the league? Still so the best. best. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're also the worst. Uh, oh, oh wow! Yeah. He's turned that around real quick. Yeah. That was messed up. 
Uh-oh. And the rivalry grows. I was going to leave out what I did to you this morning, but I gave you another beat down 8 a.m. this morning. Yeah, I come in asking guys, like, hey, I need people to come help me film things. All of a sudden, I'm up in the air and then down on the ground. Yeah, you, no didn't, you didn't even remember what you were trying to ask us either. I, after. I, was, I had you frazzled. Full. Sorry, I, was frazzled. I wasn't expecting a power bomb on Wednesday morning. He was frazzled. I was frazzled. That was a good word. I got to start using that. Yeah. All right. Use that, use that in your broadcast. Frazzled. You got to come up with more words for him. Yeah, more words. Did you get any of the words last week? Yes. I still need to use Halligan, though. Like, you Halligan's haven't tough. used my term. One, two, Scooby Doo. Like I said, it, would, it was perfect for Pucks and Paws night, but that was such a close game. And like, you can do like a tic tac toe, like a one oh, two, two Scooby Doo pass. There you go. We've been talking about tic tac toe, one two Scooby Doo. One two Scooby Doo pass. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure yeah. out ways to throw it in there. I think it's got to be more of the more along the lines of like kind of going. So we score, then you kind of replay it back and talk about beautiful oh, there were like, goals back to Declan back. Declan Conway like, to Gus Ford, one two Scooby Doo. Yeah. Why didn't you do that? Just like that. that like night. something like that. When you set a record, yeah. you want you wanted your record setting goal for one two Scooby Doo. Me yeah. going one two Scooby Doo. Gus Ford has the record. It would have been hilarious. Fired north for the forty for forty. 40 for yeah. That's like a four for four. I'm just gonna say that, like, like you know how like all the uh, like all the all the Spanish commentators for soccer they just yell goal over and over again. Yes. I'm just gonna yell forty for forty over and over again. We should get T-shirts. Yeah, we should. Forty. Yeah, but it doesn't. Like, it doesn't Gus's like, face cool. in the zero. It's, it's cool. Like I'd be all, it'd be honored to get that. But like McDonald's got like 106 points and like 50 goals already. Who McDonald's? Yeah, but he doesn't have a cool nickname like that. Yeah. Sick. We're talking about our organization. We don't care I about know. the league right He's now. Got so many you could conquer the league next year. Okay. Just just. Focused on this year? Just okay, take, okay. Just take I got it. Just absorb everything that's being given to you. <laughs> 40 and 4, 40, that's fine. Like, okay, get your t shirts, get your face on it, get your. Yeah, actually, let's do Get your name Why are you mad at him? Because <laughs> he's, 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 he's underselling himself. That's why I'm mad. Joe sounds like one of those old uh, club promoters that hangs around the corner <laughs> in New York City, you know? <laughs> <laughs> get yourself out there. Oh God, also, sell real. me your entire catalog for $200. <laughs> yeah. You are mine for the rest of your life. <laughs> We're going to be pumping out shirts of our apartment ruin, building at right? no time. I'll ruin your life. Don't worry about it. How is your mother? <laughs> the Players Lounge, episode two. Joe Cangelosi, Nick Modica, Gus Ford. My name is Dylan Clark. Thanks for being with us, everybody.